Hey there, folks. Welcome back. Happy day after Memorial Day or day after day after Memorial Day. I don't know when anyone listens to this show. It's the Uticast, episode 153. And this week we are joined for the third time by our very good friend, uh, the artist behind the Saranac beer logo. She's all over the place with her new banners all over the city. Uh, Farmer's Market Bags, Maria Maria Valais, she's back for her third uh, visit. Always nice talking to her. Uh, also this week, we're going to talk about the uh, the weekly news, both uh, local and national. Uh, we're going to have a new segment called I Like This Guy. A couple history lessons. We'll talk about the NFL and their horrible take on kneeling down. Uh, we'll talk about some Memorial Day fun. And I will sadly recall the loss of my beloved Liverpool Reds. Uh, you'll never walk alone. We'll get him next year, lads. We'll survive. Uh, folks, thank you for joining us once again. The Uticast, we are happy to have you here. Oh, yeah. Heather's laughing. She's listening to the ice cream truck man. It's got beats. I've never heard ice cream truck like You might hear the ice cream truck in the background, folks. Welcome back. Happy Memorial Day. Day after, I suppose, now that you're listening to it. Episode 153 of the Uticast. I, of course, Sam Famolaro, host, producer. Heather Wise on the left, drinking coffee out of my sweet, sweet Twin Peaks cup. Don't break it. It's mm. my lucky mug. I'll try everything I can to break it. All right, very good. And, of course, Kim Sullivan. Yes. Happy Memorial Day, sir. Thank you. Um, I didn't actually see you today. I went to a I went to a Memorial Day barbecue with uh, some of the Maiden Utica crew, mm-hmm. uh, and we sort of like ships in the night. We had to go to various different locations. We went past each other. It's true. Uh, can I say one thing that I noticed from uh, being outside today? Um, indoor lighting is very flattering. I didn't realize until I got outside in the sun today that I was a pasty, translucent <laughs> person. Like I, oh, yeah. felt, like, I felt like I could see all the veins in my arm. I was like, oh my God, what is wrong with me? So like the whole time I'm like out there with my arms out like this. I'm like, yeah, just give me all the sun. I'm just trying out here stealing the sun. So that was my big takeaway from Memorial Day. Oh, here, bronzing. I need Calabrian bronze. needs to come back. Um, so uh, a couple things. What did I want to start with? Heather. Uh, nice to see you. Thanks for taking some time. More yeah, you're away, welcome. Away from your husband and child. You're welcome. Who desperately miss you, I'm sure. I'm sure they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why do I feel like we talked about Fleetwood Mac this week? Did we you, did. Are you? Did you get tickets? I got tickets for my birthday to go see him. Where? Um, in Albany. You're going to Albany to see Fleetwood Mac. And I was really excited at first. I'm like, yes, I, this is something I've always wanted. A concert I've always wanted to go to. Have you never seen them before? I've never seen them, mm. so I'm really excited. And I want. I was getting upset because I'm like, they're gonna die soon, and I need to be able to see them in concert before like they're they're gone. Mm. And I got tickets, and I was like so excited. And I look at the date, and it's March 2019, and I'm like, oh. Mm, <laughs> it's like of... at first I'm like excited, like when is this? The summer, and then. Well, this is good this. though because recently we talked about this in the show that uh, they. Uh, Fleetwood Mac kicked out Lindsey Buckingham again, so maybe by 2019 he'll be, he'll be back, back maybe. right? Because when I saw the Chili Peppers, they didn't have John Frusciante there; they mm-hmm. had the other guy, and it wasn't it wasn't quite the same. Yeah. So well, Frusciante wasn't even the first guy. That's true. That was Hillel Slovak. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> One of my favorite things and least favorite things to hear people say. A lot of people didn't. Know I'm that. so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, when I saw them, I feel like it ruined my performance for me when I saw Raj Led Beverage without Freshante because he's like one of my favorite favorite guys. He's hmm. the most, I don't know. Flea was good. Flea was good. Kev, how about you, brother? How was, uh, oh, we have ants in the house. <laughs> it's Not like, for long. <laughs> we had to put the, well, you put the traps up. Not Very for long smart. with the ant traps. Tis uh, the season, though. It is, it is bug season. I wasn't totally, I've been leaving the back door open for Charlie a lot because he likes mm-hmm. to go in and out, and I've realized now that it is now too nice out to continue doing that. Yep. Yes. Can't leave the back door open. That's where they're coming from. Yes. Yes, it's true. Um, I found out something this week, and maybe Heather, you're mom, so maybe you, you can help me on this. No, because it's a kid's problem. I, okay. My nephew has decided suddenly that he is absolutely terrified of bugs. Like, all bugs, can't hang with it. Uh, your son is younger than my no, nephew. No, he's scared. He goes, he's scared he, of bugs. He's like, Mommy, you bugs. He won't go near him. He just runs. <laughs> Are all kids scared of bugs? Well, I think I was scared of bugs as a kid, too. I think it's because I'm scared of them. So when I'm screaming, mm. he's like, oh my gosh, these are ants terrifying or something. He starts mm. screaming. So you have no advice because you're also terrified yeah, of bugs. Yeah, I have bugs. no advice. How does your husband handle this? He's fine. He just picks them up and puts them outside. Mm-hmm. Smart. Yep. Kevin, you have any bug issues? You're a big guy. I feel like it'd be tough to see you like concerned about like a mosquito <laughs> or a bee. He was screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it'd be a really weird picture to see you be like, ah, bugs! Like, I just can't see it. The, the, <laughs> the comparative size of any human to a bug made for it to be ridiculous. Yes, that's correct. What about like a centipede? Those are gross. We I mean, those I'm not, in our house. Those are nasty. There's like, just, yes. I mean, just because I don't get like running around and freaking out doesn't mean I want it like You're like in your room. Like, sure. It's important to keep some composure. Like if you see a horrible I, bug, it's time to execute a plan. I'm working on it. What I never have a good plan for a bug too. Like I'm bad at like uh, I'm bad at, it's God forbid like a real situation occurred and I'd have to like snap into action because like when a, done. if a bee shows up in my house I'm just like a frig ah, ah, what do I do I gotta find something to hit it with that I don't have to touch it with I have to sell the house you should have seen me out here like I was getting outsmarted by these three flies that I ended up like two of them met the ultimate decision and one of them I escaped out to the front door but it was. It was a comedy of errors in here. They should have played that Benny Hill music in the background and running around with newspapers like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Charles looking at me. Yeah, I think flies, they know what they're up to. They know they're messing with you. I think there's, I'm giving them personal qualities, but. <laughs> All right, that's <laughs> enough conversation about bugs. Uh, I do want to address one more thing. Well, last week I went on a pretty long tirade, uh, a, a rampaging, maniacal tirade, if you ask anyone else, about my football team, the Liverpool uh, Football Club. Uh, they're in the Champions League. Yep. How, who could forget? Uh, they lost to Real Madrid 3-1. to one. Their best player, Mohamed Salah, he uh, suffered a dislocated shoulder 25 minutes into the game in a horrible, disgusting tackle by the vile Sergio Ramos. Terrible. To hell with Sergio Ramos. Mm. That's right, I'll say it. Uh, they lost. So uh, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Uh, it was a tough go. But hey, we live on. We go again. That's what I say. And that's all and that's all and that's all I'll say. Kev, you left when you had to go do something during the Liverpool game. Uh, mm, yes. You were better off not having to watch me through it. Yeah, it's fine. I'm almost <laughs> almost, almost thing was better than sitting through some sports game I don't care about. Uh, that's fair. Uh, and last but not least, I just want to update real quick. The Utica School Board elections are finally in, and uh, our good friend GFOP Brianna Moriarty did not win. She was like fourth on the list or something. Yes, she came in fourth uh, after the uh, the what do you call the um, absentee ballots came in and were recalculated. She ended up losing by fourteen votes. 
Just um, underscoring why it's always important to go out and vote in your local elections. These things yes. are not decided by mm-hmm. so many votes. You know, 14 is not mm-hmm. an insurmountable number for anybody. Yeah. She was leading, and then after the 110 absentee ballots were counted, uh, she fell to fourth. So I have questions. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy, although I might like to like, conjecture up a conspiracy if I feel like getting more content. Maybe I will. Conspiracy. I think there's obviously a conspiracy. Who saw it? What happened behind the scenes? <laughs> Where's the accountability? I need to find out the answers. But uh, no, 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 uh, all, all joking aside, Brianna, we're very proud of you for running again. Exactly. And I hope that next time you get a chance, you do it again because you uh, closer than last time and I think gets better and better every time. So uh, shout out to her. Keep doing your thing. All right. It's Memorial Day. Uh, I don't want to go forever. So I came up with a couple different things. Did you guys know that not only is it Memorial Day, did you guys know that it was National Hamburger Day today? There's a national day every day. There's a national day for everything. I had hamburgers too before I came here. <laughs> what a surprise. It's wow. on Memorial Day. I know. <laughs> you know right? This is all big hamburger industry trying to push through. Um, I was trying to think about like where my favorite place to get a hamburger was when I was thinking about this. And then I realized that I can't think of one because I don't know if I ever go out to get hamburgers anywhere besides like people's houses. I mean, you're a fool if that's the case. Like hamburgers... Wonderful. No, I do, but I'm saying, like, when's the last time you went to, like, a restaurant, and I'm like, I'm going to get a hamburger here. Like, I feel like if I go to a restaurant, I'm not getting a burger. I'm going to get, like, something plated. I don't know. I don't know. Who are they bringing the burgers out to, if not a plate? I don't know. I feel like I don't go to Zeb's to get a burger. I go there to get the wings, right? It's like a specific item I want to go get there. I feel like a burger is never number one item on my list when I go to a restaurant. There's always going to be something else there that's, like... Their specialty or something they do, unless it's a burger specific restaurant. I don't get burgers because they never cook them right at a restaurant. Really? There's a, that's a that's a fair take. You like those Five Guys ones? Those are I love okay. Five Guys. Five Guys is pretty good. Yep. But that's a burger specific store. I think that's probably my favorite burger around yep. here. I think the argument is that I don't really. I think a burger is hard to screw up. Yes, it is hard to you screw up. You know what up. I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like a burger is generally. Anywhere you go, the burger is going to be at least pretty good. As long as you got the stuff you need for it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's fair. You know? It's all fixins, really, yeah, with the I burger. Yeah, I think I'm more about the fixins than I am the burger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously, like, I just like to say fixins. <laughs> I said. Mm-hmm. So my niece Thanks. and nephew's favorite thing at Zab's is like, we go to the fixins bar. <laughs> I'm like, we're just gonna get a plate of pickles. Why? For what reason? <laughs> pickles are delicious. What do you <laughs> so mean? Good. They are good. They are good. <laughs> it's the whole like, point of the burger. You're subverting the system. <laughs> you're not supposed to go there just to eat the pickles. And so, all right, well, either way, uh, National Hamburger Day. Uh, I did not eat a hamburger today. So. I did. Was it good? It was great. I made them. They were awesome. My hamburger was off the grill. Should have brought you one. Had pickles on it. Had some cheese on it. A little mm. bit of A1. A little bit of lettuce. Off to the races. A1. A1. Gotta put A1 on the burger. Gotta put A1 on the burger. For the steak sauce, it's junk unless you get a bad steak. Yep. That's but fair. But on a burger, it, it sets the whole thing apart. That. You that really great. should. That's excellent. great. Hmm. You know what I think, and this is a hot take, I think that the bacon on a cheeseburger is kind of overrated. Mm. I feel like no. every time I get a bacon cheeseburger, the bacon is either not what I want it to be, or I don't know. There's so like, I think your issue is that people are missing on the bacon. They're, they're, they're missing on the bacon. People, bacon is tough. From a restaurant perspective, bacon is tough because you don't want to be dropping strips fresh to order if you're running through a lot of bacon in your restaurant because yeah, it's, it's just not point. time efficient. But bacon doesn't really store well. It's really easy for it to get soggy or like over past the point of crispy and being like crunchy. Yeah. Or and when so, it's like stretchy. 
yeah. on your burger. Gross. Exactly. It gets soggy. <laughs> it's easy to screw Ugh. up bacon, yeah. Now, see, I'm on the side where I want the bacon to still be sort of meaty. I don't want it crispy at all. I want it right on the edge where it's almost like undercooked. Is that? Oh. I've, I, I want to be able to taste the no. meatiness to no. it. I need it. You can always taste it. It's bacon. I feel like I need the, I need the <laughs> textural <laughs> difference. I like to have like the, the difference crisp. in texture. It needs some crispness. Little, <laughs> little crisp, little on the edges. But I'm saying you got it. Sometimes people will get that where you're not even. It doesn't like crunch. It just breaks apart into yeah, little those pieces. Those people are you know? sick. <laughs> sick TV people. Yeah, those people are sick. Uh, so um, again, because I didn't really. It's Memorial Day. We didn't have a ton of time to come up with uh, deep dives. So I'm running through a couple big national stories. I wanted to talk about the North Korea thing and how the Trump North Korea like summit fell apart. Uh, but now it looks like it's back on. I feel like it's it's changing daily about whether it's on. So I'm just going to ask, did you think those coins were cool that they made with Trump and Kim Jong-un's face? Of course not. Wait, they, what? They, made, they what? made a coin. You didn't see the coin? No, I didn't see the coin. Oh, it's a commemorative coin. You should look it up on the internet. I it's, will. It's a little commemorative. Who commem- made the Who made it? The Trump. Trump made Wait, it. Wait, for us? Or so the idea was so lost. they had this commemorative. It's a commemorative coin. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the commemorative coin was supposed to. No, no, to... they're for sale. You can get one. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. And the commemorative coin will mark the passage of this historic meeting. Wait, he's though... already made those before it even happened? Oh, they're yeah. out for sale. Yeah, yeah. They're not. Oh, come on. <laughs> they're... <laughs> they're actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're kind of outrageous. Where have I been? I didn't even know about this. And I feel like it's the kind of thing that's so outrageous, and I feel like I want it to not happen just so to devalue the fact that they put the coin out. Like, now I don't want it to happen just because, like, why did you make this coin? I uh, but I also it. secretly want one. I know. Kind <laughs> be like, of right. look at this. This is where our country was 20 But I don't want to buy into it. It's like a bad place. I want to find one in the garbage somewhere. Does that make sense? I guess. Uh, so yeah, that was one. That was one of the news stories this week. And then the other is actually uh, a really, a really good news story. Uh, earlier this week, uh, the Irish swept aside one of the most restrictive abortion bans in the developing world in a landslide vote that reflects Ireland's emergence as a socially liberal country that is no longer obedient to Catholic doctrine. That's the opening sentence. Uh, uh, Irish turned out for a 66.4% vote to overturn Ireland's abortion prohibition. Uh, really high numbers. Uh, it's a really nice story. Saw a lot of really uh, great like photo ops and photo stuff over the weekend from people like Really excited in the street. Really cool stuff. I don't know if you guys saw any of that, but yeah, very good. I don't have any jokes for that one. <laughs> I hope not. No, I don't. Like sometimes these stories are worthy of jokes. That's just like a good story that I read this yes, week. Keep it the way it is. I like how you you're waiting for me to say something I'm horrible, like, weren't you? No, I wasn't like, going to say. Come I'm, out. I'm a nice guy. I don't say horrible things. <laughs> Kev knows I'm a nice guy. Kev, tell him I'm a nice guy. I'm just tell, tell who. <laughs> if you have to tell people that you're a nice guy, then <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point. Um... So let's see. I had some other uh, some other stories from all over the world this week. Um, there's a story going on around Elon Musk. Um, so he has a secretive company called Neuralink, which is part of his uh, part of his vast array of companies that has been funding primate research at the University of California in the pursuit to create brain computer interfaces, so you can have like uh, brain controlled computer devices. <laughs> Uh, I don't, it's a crazy thing to read. I feel like that's something out of a science fiction movie. Do you remember when, like, every story about Elon Musk was, like, a story about how great he was? And I feel like now... This is terrible. There's a lot of, like, wild stuff coming out about Elon Musk lately. Like, he's just, like, acting erratic in meetings and building flamethrowers. Did we all get lured into Elon Musk? Is he not as cool as people thought he was? I don't know about testing poor monkeys for... These animals are gonna go through... 
<laughs> yeah, but then we'll have mind control cars. <laughs> won't, won't it be worth it in the future if we have... Like, I guess that's the argument, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think it's interesting the way that, like, Elon Musk was seemingly beloved by everybody, and now there's, like, people seem to be it's, over. Well, it's, I mean, it's the difference when you treat somebody on a shorthand, like, as a cultural meme, or you actually, like, look into the... Pro- yeah, Elon yeah. Musk is no different than he's ever been, and he's got no different pros and cons than he's ever had. Mm. But, you know, there's so much information that comes out that if you've only got time for the headlines, figure out what the culture is saying and just sort of run it back. Yeah, yeah. That has changed. The cultural narrative and the meme that surrounds the guy has changed, but I think he's the same guy he's been the whole time. Mm. Uh, I I do feel like uh, he's gotten more aggressive publicly as a persona. I see him out here, like, being more gruff on, like, social media and stuff than maybe in the past. Mm. Of course, I guess that just... I guess that would happen to anybody as you become more and more of a social figure, right? To have with Kanye. Uh, <laughs> speak. All right, so let's move Speaking on. Speaking of, real quick. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, Kanye adjacent. Nope. Okay. Um, I love it. For any of the listeners, or for you personally, Sam, who listen to rap music, I do like rap music. Uh, Pusha T finally put out uh, Pusha T from Clips, one of Kanye's guys, finally put out his album called Daytona that Kanye produced, and it's yes fantastic really it's really really good it's only seven tracks no filler kanye produced all the beats uh and he's got one verse on it and it's a if you're into like mm. rapping about like guns and cocaine and like big beats <laughs> and like big beats and soul say, samples baby. i love it yeah. <laughs> I that. yeah that's one of like that's one of my favorite things about like being a guy who likes rap music is sometimes i'll be in like the like around to the people who I probably shouldn't be like my nieces and nephews around I'm probably trying to cut back on the rap music <laughs> no you just play them like you just play them stuff like Tribe you play them like Tribe <laughs> Called Quest and Common and all the old like all that Zulu Nation stuff did you see the conspiracy or the controversy about that album though about the album cover yeah yeah I saw that in the thing it's a picture of like the house or the scene where like where Whitney Houston died. it's the scene of her oh, bathroom yeah, from where it. she drives yeah. like the drugs all over the counter and everything like yeah, that. Yeah. People were upset about that. It's very edgy, although I have to say the picture the album cover is it's a good picture like artistically. It's a really interesting like mm. art like I I don't I don't know if that's a hot take, but it looks like a Pusher T album cover. That's it's cool, it's cool looking if that's I'll say it whatever, I don't care. Um all right. I'm to get real stuff. It's fine. Uh so I've talked about online dating with you guys before. Did you guys know that there was a Donald Trump Trump dating website? Are you guys familiar no. about this? When? Yeah, yeah. So earlier this year, the media got very excited about Trump dating, a site for pro uh, the pro-Donald Trump set that promised to, quote, are you ready for this one? Make dating great again. What a surprise. Wait, when did he create this? He didn't create it. Like, someone created it, right? Oh. Uh, so a lot of the coverage was critical, right? Because they only conduct uh, heterosexual searches, obviously. Um... The person who was the male figure on the website turned out to be a child sex conviction person. So, like, the person who's on the cover. They're not sending their best. <laughs> and, they, uh, and the guy who created it didn't seem to actually think the website exists. But turns out the site actually attracted more than 250,000 members. I'm going right now. You're going to go right now? Yeah. Right now? Uh, and <laughs> this is according to the media liaison. 15% of the people who pay for pay for their accounts, which cost $25 a month, which means this site brought in uh, over a million dollars in the last few months. What oh a surprise. This is the, one of the horror stories. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's crazy. The... Are you looking at it right now? Yes. So, oh, man. Discover love, romance, friendship on your mobile device <laughs> or, or desktop. desktop. <laughs> or desktop. What is this when the internet first comes <laughs> <laughs> For old fucking farmers. <laughs> For all these, no, look at this, that's these for all these years. unfuckable losers. Never... They're from New York City, it looks like. 
those are those people are not on this website. Those people have never been on this website. And they don't know their pictures are on here. You should report it. Um, so uh, turns out uh, there is another website like this. It's a never Trump dating website. So now you can go to the other one. If it's called Tinder. It's yeah. It's called uh, OK Cupid Tinder. Um, I mean, look. I think it's interesting that there are, like, very specific dating sites. I've learned about this only recently. Uh, there's, like, ones for farmers oh, and yeah. ones for just old folks. Farmersonly.com. Oh, you don't have one. to be lonely with farmersonly.com. It's, mm-hmm. it's a good jingle. I'll give them credit. It's one of the better ones. Their commercials are rough, though. I, I don't know. I, I've Dating websites don't... I don't, I don't know. Never I, have to I've to never had a tough time walking out of the house and just meeting somebody. I know. It's <laughs> a great I point. I don't know. Like, I feel like if I ever, I would just look at, you know, dating sites and I was, you know, I was never a Tinder person. I never, you know, Tinder never mm-hmm. caught on with me. I was just, I was semi-retired by that time. Um, I don't know. Like, who's got that, who's got the kind of time to add all the extra mm-hmm. net you're casting onto the internet besides just going out and talking to folks? Tinder definitely felt more like a social experiment, like a game you were playing, like sure. a really weird. It really didn't really feel like. Okay, well, especially it, in a place like here locally. Well, yeah, it's it's almost unusable in a really small user base because mm-hmm. it just becomes like a cycle of despair. Well, over it, becomes, and over again. it becomes, it becomes like an awkward again. thing because like you're yeah. gonna see, like the couple times that I looked at whatever one was the free one. I remember I made a profile of nothing on it just to look at it to see what was out there. And this yeah. is probably. Seven or eight years ago now. Yeah. And I was shocked by the amount of people I knew. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was when it was like, it was like, okay, Cupid or Match or one of those things. I feel like you jump on Tinder, you see all sorts of people you know, and it just becomes a weird thing because you feel like if a bunch of people you know are going to see you, maybe you're not going to represent yourself the way that you would mean to otherwise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I know people, I, I got friends right now who are looking to get married who met on Tinder, right? So it's sure. not like it doesn't have, For like, sure. benefits. And I do think that, I did use it more in New York because it does, yeah. it's, it sounds terrible. It's easier to be superficial in New York than it is here, right? Like, there's just so many people on there, and it's just like, a, it never ends on Tinder. You can get to the end yeah. of Tinder on Utica. <laughs> you scroll through, you scroll through, like, 10, 12 times, it's like, and there's no more people. You've looked at all the people. You go to New York and just for fun, go on Tinder and scroll. You could literally scroll there for like seven and a half hours and it will never end. It's like, what is this? It's very, I think about it, you know, I've read enough like Brave New World, but this is a little bit unsettling. There's something very, a little bit like creepy future, like world is crazy about it. Just About like, Tinder? Just in general, about the whole way we interact. Yeah, in gen- Tinder specifically, because it's very much just like, Swipe based on personal appearance preference. There's like no other benefit. Like there's no, like okay, Cupid. You go on. There's a bio. You you have to write something. People put something. I could never put myself. You know I mean? Just my picture. Like Tinder is literally just a social experiment about like who is beautiful and who is not. In no, your I'd be eyes. devastated. Well, don't you put the bio didn't. out there too. You have a very small bio, and you have to actually click on the. Per- it's not there to see. You have to search for the bio. I feel like I. If you're on there that. swiping left and right, all you see is picture, name, age. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. If you're out there swiping. Out there swiping. If you see me out there, don't swipe right. <laughs> don't be swiping. Uh, Get a date. <laughs> yeah. See me on nevertrump.dating. Don't <laughs> swipe Sam. He's too busy hanging out with the cat. Cat. Cat's a good man. 
Uh, let's see, what else did I have on here? Oh, yeah. Uh, so there's a petition going out that says, uh, called Freedom from Facebook. Have you seen the Freedom from Mm-mm. Facebook petition? Mm-mm. All right, so it's a petition that's been going around saying that Facebook has too much power over our lives and democracy. It's time for us to take the power back. They want, this is what they want to do. They're going to break up Facebook's monopoly, okay? They want us to tell the Federal Trade Commission that they should, that the FTC should spin off Instagram, WhatsApp, and Messenger into competing networks requiring, uh, inter, I don't know what that word is, Interop, interoperability, I can't pronounce, interoperability, sure. So we have the freedom to commute. Okay, let's see what's going on. Interoperability? Interoperability. Interoperability, there you go. means they can operate. Yeah, yeah, there you go. See, I'm good at words. Uh, so we have the freedom to communicate, like, isn't, aren't these already different apps? I don't understand. Yeah, but Facebook owns them all now. Yeah. They, so they want to sell them? Um, they Instagram. function under the same yeah. thing. So, like, if you don't have a Facebook profile, but you use Instagram, Facebook's got your data. Oh, uh, okay. If you don't have an Instagram or a Facebook, but you downloaded WhatsApp because you were going to have to text on Wi-Fi because you are out of country, Facebook has your message yeah. and your data. Sure. So do you think that breaking them apart would make a difference? Not care. really. Not really? No. Yeah. No. If you want to free yourself from Facebook, delete Facebook. Yeah, that's fair. Full stop. That's, mm. that's how you do it. You know what I mean? Mm. Very good. And then, uh, just for Heather's sake, I have an Amazon Horror Story for an Amazon Alexa Horror Story. I like how she turns her nose up at, like, the inter-brain operability control thing, but, like, that's what this Alexa... Alexa is the step <laughs> on the road to that. So, uh, the... Dependency this... on your in-home robot that's stealing yours and your child's data and information <laughs> is the next step towards integrating and getting an interface to your brain. Are you done? I want to hear the story. No, this is only the first segment. We're going to do a wonderful interview, and then I'm going to come back around in the end. Heather? So uh, Amazon confirmed earlier this week that an Alexa heard a couple's background conversation as a command to record it and then sent it to an employee. Now, this is what... <laughs> that is so sad. I have to say, I'm not even doing this to stress you out. This is something that I have been concerned about in the past. Like, if I was having a private conversation, I, I sometimes will look at my phone and be like, wait a minute, am I on the phone with somebody? <laughs> like, I'm always concerned that, like, my phone is recording me when anything we say as I'm recording myself into a microphone, recording everything I say, right? It's kind of ironic for me to say it now, but it's true. I've thought about this before, and this is basically what happened. Amazon heard a conversation. It's like, we should send this conversation to the person. This is what they want, right? Mm-hmm. Defend your robot future. I don't have... <laughs> I actually heard this story, and I was a little bit... I, I wanted to unplug my Alexa. <laughs> I did. I go, I talk a lot of shit at home. It's <laughs> like, true. Can you imagine? It's I mean, tr- oh my who God. doesn't talk shit at home? And imagine we have I'm... one upstairs and we have one downstairs. And I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I, I, know some of the, I know some of the people you talk shit about. And I'm imagining... <laughs> like, can you imagine if they heard your conversation talking shit and then Alexa's like, oh, we should send this yeah, over to so-and-so. This. Well, that's because they connected should... their contacts and their phone to Alexa. We didn't connect Yeah, but that stuff's real easy to do on accident, especially when they're updating permissions It is. It just like says, that. Alexa, add my contacts, and she just does Never. It. For what? So I, I, I got to call I go, somebody, I, I use my phone. I unplug it now, and I go, I don't want to say this to Sam and Kevin, but we really should unplug it, because now I'm a little nervous. Yeah. Because, you know... Because I mean, I don't talk about anything valuable, but, like, I do... I talk. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like us to send this conversation to Justin Parkinson? No. <laughs> he doesn't have a phone. No, don't tell him. He doesn't have a phone. <laughs> That's a great Alexa one. doesn't yet have the capability to type out a message, <laughs> shove it in a bottle, They're working and on throw it. it into the fucking Nail Creek so it gets to Parkinson eventually. <laughs> Got him. Gotta go staple, oh a, staple a letterhead to Katie's door if you want to get a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> just did a big nail and a like hammer out there. <laughs> All right, and uh, we've gone long, so I will save. Uh, I'll save our new segment uh, for after the interview. Let's get to this week's interview. Uh, you know, 
Maria Valais, she's been on the show many times. Her third time on the show. One of my favorite people. She's great. Love talking awesome. to Maria. Not one of the people you're talking to. I don't about on Alexa. Alexa. Not. Alexa's got nothing on Maria. <laughs> Send this conversation to Maria Valais. Do it now. Uh, no, uh, Maria's great. She stopped in here today. In between, she went to a Jack White concert at Omi Gang last night. She was there. Uh, and she was on her way to White Lake today to, uh, to do Memorial Day stuff. But somehow... She found some time to come hang with us this morning, have a cup of coffee before the day turned really... It was, like, cold this morning when she got here, and then it was, like, 80 when she left. Super weird. Uh, but again, thank you to Maria for coming to join us. Here's our interview. We'll be back to the show in just a moment. Before we dig too far into it, let me make sure that I've done everything correctly. Hang on. Hang on. Sorry, internet. Uh, All right, I gotta delete this. I'm still technically recording as I prepare this, so this is all technically on record. Happy Memorial Day, folks. Happy Memorial Day. Yeah, so, uh, Maria, it's always a pleasure to have you here. Um, God, bear me one second. This is moving so slowly because this computer's a piece of junk. I'm desperately in need of a new computer. Really? If you know anybody who's got uh, MacBooks yeah. or iMacs, they're selling on the mine, cheap. Yeah, no. <laughs> I bought mine refurbed. I bought really. My, yeah, I bought mine refurbed. It's a uh, probably one model newer than yours because it doesn't have a CD drive. But I bought it refurbed and I saved uh, quite a few dollars. That's almost. That's almost surely what I'm going to have yeah, to do. When I, I when I get around to getting a new computer, it's mm-hmm. going to have to be a ref, uh, refurb, and it's probably going to have to happen, like, immediately, yeah. because I will ride this computer that's out until the day it dies, that's right? That's what happened to me. What My the, old MacBook Pro. What was, the last, what was the last moment for that one? Is that one still around? It still runs, but I can't actually run any of my design programs on it. It'll turn on, and I can probably open some of the files that are on there and kind of <laughs> maybe surf some old internet sites. That's about it. Uh, I didn't update it, and it couldn't handle it. This thing is running out of, I think, internal space. Yeah. Like, I keep transferring things out to, to yeah. other hard drives, but I'm yeah. just, I'm the worst. But, hey, that's how we run things yeah. here at the show. Uh, again, folks, uh, Maria Valais joining us once again. This is your third time? Yeah, third time? Three, three, three times. times. Yeah. I don't have trophies for three that's times. That's okay. I told, <laughs> someone else came on here for a third time not too long ago. I said, look, I don't I don't have a third no, kind of trophy. Okay. You have coffee. I got your coffee. The coffee is great. <laughs> so, thank you for coming back. Uh, Maria, of course... From Retro Sorrento. I got to ask you this question. Uh-huh. Is Retro Sorrento the name of the company, or is it your nickname? It's the name of the company. But it's not your nickname. Yeah. Well, Sorrento... Because <laughs> I feel like people yeah. call you... <laughs> well, Sorrento was my nickname, and people do... They're like, hey, Retro, and I'm like, that's not Where'd that name. come from? Um, it was a high school um, nickname. My high school art teacher used to call me that. Something, I don't know, something ridiculous to do with, like, cheese. Cheese? Like, like Sorrento cheese. <laughs> 
because I because I come from like a super Italian family, so oh. Sorrento was that, and and everybody in my high school art department used to call me that. Um, and then I brought it over to um, my Etsy site was the first thing that was mm. called Retro Sorrento in like two thousand eight, and then I combined all of my things together and. This is the naive the naivete. Are you still on the Etsy site? I do. I am. Yeah, yeah. I use both um, a Squarespace platform and Etsy because I think uh, you know a lot of people still prefer to use Etsy. Um, yeah, but I still use like my website. You can still go to retrosorrento.com and buy things, um, and then you can you go you go to my Etsy page and. I get found by a few more people that way. So I gotta ask you on a personal level: uh-huh. Do you like the Squarespace websites? Yeah, I do. I I'm always to... country. They advertise in all the podcasts I listen yeah. to. I'm always curious. And I'm, Justin built us a really nice website, and it helps yeah. to have a guy who can do this oh, for yeah. us. But like, yeah, I thought about like what I would do otherwise if Justin hadn't been here to like help me out with building a site. And Squarespace yeah. is one of those things that pops up all the time. Yeah, and that that was it. As I was building, and I had somebody helping me, and then it got too complicated for me because I got a little bit behind on the technology. So I oh, just well. kind of was like, <laughs> all right, I don't know how to do this anymore. So I use Squarespace oh, and I, I like it. So I get so frustrated and desperate yeah. immediately when it comes to computer problems. Like I think I can handle it until yeah. I can't and then I'm immediately fr- like annoyed and frustrated. I'm the IT department at my uh, la- my no, day job. No. So You know, I people who deal with like, you know, and when you have an IT person at your office or your facility, I, I'm not, but I am. No, but when you when you have to deal with that person yeah. It's a frustrating job for them because people will call you for problems that they could probably inherently fix themselves but don't know any better. I have never seen so many people accidentally flip their entire screen upside down. Like, you can do it, and it's a joke. Like, I used to do it to my grandfather all the time. (laughs) And people do it on accident, and they flip out. Like, you guys, it's nothing. (laughs) I See, I work for the school system, Uh and, well, uh, partially. So whenever I deal with computer stuff, there's always like an extra layer of crap you have to deal with yeah. because a lot of times you can't even connect your computer to the internet yeah. without having the Utica yeah. School City like it run your it's a, it becomes a whole other thing. So I always feel bad for our tech guys because we're always asking them asking them like outrageous stuff They're like we can't do this for yeah. you because the the department will not let us. Yeah. Uh Marie, you've joined us here in an early Saturday morning, Sunday morning, Sunday Tuesday. morning. Is it Sunday? I'm on vacation. Monday. Is it Monday? Dear I think God, it's Monday already. Train of thought. Yeah. Happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. <laughs> um, I'm getting a lot of people hitting me up with sort of Memorial Day plans, trying to throw their plans yeah. at me. What about you? What are your Memorial Day plans? Yeah, I'm probably. I'm. We have a friend in from out of town that I I don't see often, so they're going up to White Lake. Where's White Lake? Is it you're like Old Forge type? Uh, it's before Old Forge. It's Woodgate, so Woodgate. it's it's like kind of mm. just past Forestport. Um, and there's a I have a friend who has a family camp there. So Very nice. Visiting. Very nice. You gonna spend the day? You're gonna stay overnight? Yeah. No, no. I gotta work tomorrow. You gotta so. work tomorrow. Yeah. I, just, I took tomorrow off actually. Did you? I have. I had extra days to take off. You know what? <laughs> Good for you. Off, Maybe that's why I don't know what day yeah. it is. I'm like I'm my, lost for three. Days. My sister's getting actually married next weekend. Oh, so very nice. I gotta take. Going away for it or local? Local. 171 Where? building. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Very it's going to nice. be pretty cool. You know, I want to say cab or somebody just went to a wedding at the Stanley, and I was like, I never thought about that before. Yeah. Like, it'd be very nice to be married in a building yeah. again. Yeah. So, you, uh, the reason I, I reached out to you yesterday is mm-hmm. I happened to see you on the streets that I live. You were yeah. roaming Leslie Ave, <laughs> trying to find my Maiden Utica compatriots to go yes. see a Jack White concert last yes. night. Yeah. So, first off, where was that? Saratoga? 
No, it was Oma Gang Brewery. Oma Gang. Yeah. So how was the show? It was amazing. You're you're catching me off the high of seeing my favorite artist. So I was like, gonna ask you like how how did this all? I know that I heard that Justin had tickets to the show or. or well, whatever. I bought tickets. So I bought it like, I bought a couple tickets the day they went on sale. Like. The minute they went on sale, 10 a.m., like, I clocked out of work, and I'm like, I gotta go buy tickets, guys, sorry. (laughs) So, um, yeah, no, I bought the tickets, and then Katie Katie bought another ticket for Justin, and the three of us went, and I guess there were a lot of people there that I knew, but I didn't see a soul. I wasn't really paying attention anyway. I feel like every time I go to a concert, like, especially, like, a local concert, Oma Gang, Saratoga, Saranac, whatever it is, I know way more people than I didn't I mean to when I go yeah. there and then I purposely don't want to talk to anybody yeah, like, no, I'm, yeah I'm that's how I feel too <laughs> leave me alone I'm here. I'm not here to see you I paid to see Jack White I didn't yeah, pay yeah. to see I know. you John Smith whoever you yeah, yeah. Um, so I do love watching concerts at Gang. Amazing. it's a great venue to watch shows me what was the actual? Sh- was it? Did he play any White Stripes? Is just like a he collection did. of everything? Does he, he played play- White Stripes. He played the Rock on Tours. Um, he played his own stuff. Mm. It was a good show. It was really. He played actually one of my absolute favorite songs, which I didn't expect to expect in a million years to hear. Live. Oh yeah. So <laughs> totally. <laughs> I saw you talking about that on Facebook. Totally psyched. <laughs> uh, when I was uh, in two thousand six, I went to go see Pearl Jam. Yeah, what was then the Pepsi Center? I don't think it's called the Pepsi no, Center. No, I don't think so. Times either. Union Center, whatever yeah. it's called now. Uh, and Pearl Jam did this really cool thing. And I don't know if they still do it or not. I have to go on their website. But what they used to do is they would keep the set lists for like every show they ever played. Yeah. So if you heard a song, you could find out the last time they had played that song. Yeah. Live. And I remember going to Albany, and they played like this Pro Jam song called "Rats," uh-huh. uh, which they had not played in like twelve years, like something oh wild, God. right? But it was crazy that they had this sort of like fandom where they're like, yeah. "Yeah, we're gonna put every like set list." Yeah. On so you heard the song you wanted to hear. What did they open? What did they close with? Or what did he close with? I don't know what he opened with. I think he he I think he opened with one of his the the newest songs off the newest, newest album. album. Yeah. yeah. And I can't remember exactly which one it was because I was kind of like. So excited. Um, the He finished off with a really long second set, and he finished off with Seven Nation Army. And it was, uh, yeah. everybody went wild. So. You know, Seven Nation Army's crazy, because I wonder, like, it's too bad he probably doesn't get royalties for every time people sing that at a sporting at event. Sporting right? event. It's, it's become like the, when I was a kid, the, the song you would hear in, like, sports events was, was it that? We Are the Champions, usually. Yeah, and then that yeah. Gary Glitter, that, that uh, Rock and Roll Part 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, and I think that uh, I'm I'm just singing songs. uh, And so the Nation (laughs) Army sort of took that over. I know. And it's like it's cool that that be like it'd be cool to write a song that became like had a second life like that. I I feel like right. Yeah. Now I gotta ask you this because one of the things I read about this Jack White concert is Uh you are not allowed to have your phones. How do they how do they do this? So a lot of people actually (laughs) left them in their cars, which I was kind of like. That's perfect opportunity for somebody to break in a car. Oh my god! I so that thief. was I'd yeah. be in that parking lot like twenty yeah. minutes. Like so I brought mine. Phones. I brought mine with me, I'm not and a thief, <laughs> they take. So they the line was long, and it was mostly security. But the bag part, the bagging of the the cell phones was pretty quick. They put it in this bag. It was locked. They had a section that was kind of set away, and you couldn't see the stage huh. where you could unlock your phone. But it was refreshing. I cannot stand standing around people who are really close to the stage and aren't watching the stage. They're on their phone. That drives me insane. I like when you are in the in the pit, right? Yeah. And you look up and you just see Cell phones. people's phones. Yeah. Like That's what I can't stand. Yeah. And it was so refreshing um, not to see that. Um, and, you know, make friends with the people around you because they're not looking at their phone. 
Yeah, you know. No, it's, it's it's a really great idea. I think it's I think it's yeah. great that he did it. Yeah. I'm just surprised that people. I just maybe it's because I work with like yeah. middle school kids and high school kids. I can't imagine anyone no. me being like, "Hey, we're holding your cell phone for this assembly," and they would tell me to like piss off. I feel yeah. like for sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I feel like I I feel like I've heard a lot of people kind of complain that maybe that didn't go to the show that we're like how could you do that what if you had kids was there anyone complaining at the show about it i'm curious curious if anyone i heard one person um a little bit worried about it but most mostly people i mean it was still on so if you you know if you're if there's an emergency if somebody calls you 10 times you're gonna know go yeah right right, right. so it's not like they were Hmm. taking it completely away from you but well we've gone on about Jack White here for it's at least okay. five, ten minutes. But I did have some questions for you specifically. Okay. Uh, congratulations, Maria. I've been noticing that uh, you got an article on KTV a few weeks ago about yeah. uh, unveiling new community banners designed by local artists. There were 96 of them. They were split between you and another gentleman, John Vela? Well, no. It was there's, So there's three. John Vela is the um, person who's taking care of the printing out of oh, okay. um, CGI. And you did and, all of them. Yeah, I did the... There's three different designs. So okay, it's split across 90, 96 posts or 96... Mm-hmm. Um, banners right now and I think there might be more if they get more sponsorships for yeah. them. Um, but the CGI donated the printing costs and um, they're out of Rochester and um, I did the designs and we kind of worked mm-hmm. together. I worked with the, the mayor's office and and I'm looking at the three designs up here. Yeah. It's a Utica Zoo, uh, the Utica sign, and I can't see the left one. Yeah, so so what they were are, they're going to be on Genesee Street yeah. Um Genesee Street, different parts of Genesee Street, the Parkway, and then Burstone Road, and part of Burstone Road is the Veterans Memorial uh-huh. Bridge. So they'll have a different design for that that has a flag. Um, but we kind of tried to figure out what, how to represent those different neighborhoods. So one of them's kind of the Parkway. There's the Boiler Maker. There's one of the memorial statues, the golf course, yeah. um, and and the Utica Zoo. And mm. then we have like a downtown one. Um, and then one that kind of wanted to reflect the history mm. of the city, which is that blue one. Um, and it has, um, it has the, um, Oneida County Historical Society yes. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. um, the new, um, tower at, at um, Bank of Utica. Which is nice, actually. I really yeah. like that tower. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, it's funny how, like, one thing can change the skyline. Yeah. Because one of the things I always talk about when I'm driving, I drive a lot from North Utica to South Utica. Yeah. Like, kind of. Five, five or six times a week, yeah. probably. And uh, I was like, Utica's skyline has always, for a long time, been sort of co-opted by the Gold Dome, yeah. right? Like, is that? The, I feel like that's the yeah, one thing that, that people everybody... like references. So I, I think it's nice to to have a little bit of a change up, and it's just yeah. one small little thing. But for someone who's lived here for a long time, it felt it's like something, something right? New, yeah. Uh, so I gotta ask you this: There's a lot of things you're involved with right now. Yeah. Um, you're obviously doing all the Saranac stuff. Yeah. Um, last Thursday, they had the big banners on the side yeah. of the stage. We had your art. Must have been really cool for you. To, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> what would you? Uh, you're doing the farmers markets bags as well. I've yes. noticed. Um, yeah. We're pre-ordering those. What would you say? And I'm gonna come back to all these things. But what would yeah. you say is the thing you're getting recognized the most for these days? Um, actually, those banners were pretty popular. Yeah. I'm surprised at how many people reacted mm-hmm. to those and how many people called me and everything. Um. And I get a lot. I, I get a lot of people from all over that mm. I know, um, you know, talking to me about the Saranac labels, which I'm. Re- I, I have that a, makes a lot most, of fun doing that. It makes the most sense too, because the Saranac stuff. I was. I've talked about this for many years. Yeah. Uh, you know, I could. I lived in Brooklyn. I lived yeah. in all sorts of places. You can get Saranac in Brooklyn. You yeah. can get Saranac in wherever. Right. Yeah. It's not. 
uh, it's not in a way that it's not accessible outside of the local area. So I'm surprised you don't get more people from outside of the area. Yeah. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, like who reach yeah. out to you because of it, because it really is striking the work you do for it. Yeah. So I've had I've had a couple people reach out to me. I'm kind of mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing a lot more freelance than I used to. Um, I used to do so much more craft shows and and things like yeah. that. So I. Well, that's yeah. actually, you almost jumped the gun there, because that was a question I was going to ask you. Like, uh, we've talked a little bit about this last time we were on right. here, sort of like the double-edged sword of, like, contract work yeah. versus, like, digging into the original work. Yeah. But after a certain point in time, like, you must be getting, like, you must be getting so many people who want you as a contract artist, you must feel like it is a struggle to work through the original stuff. Y- yeah, a l- yeah, a little bit. I mean, I like to, I, I always have to do something in between to even and it's almost like a relaxing thing where I've done all this work for other yeah, people yeah. and now I'm like okay well now I need to do something that is totally retro Sorrento completely mm. yeah, um, one for you to, one for them yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah um and just to you know just to build up my portfolio like I'm working on some things so to send to um mm. other people that I'd like to contract with um you know other different different kinds of companies, um, and I and I'm working a lot with a lot of different businesses right now. Like I I'm doing some cool things for Mohawk Valley Edge, um, and a couple other places. So have you ever done, ever thought about doing like uh, I know this is probably not the first time somebody's mentioned it. Your artwork's very striking. You ever thought about like working with somebody doing like a kids book or using the art in that style of way at all? Yeah, I've been I've been um, contacted about it. I have to yeah. be careful with the you have to be careful with that kind of thing because sometimes, um, y- you know, y- there's no there's I, I I believe in being paid for the work you do. Certainly. So certainly. I, and then sometimes there's no there's no way to do <laughs> there's no way to to pay for it, um, and you have to uh, children's books. Or something you'd have to mm-hmm. either hit a publisher or self-publishing is a thing right now too. Um, so I kind of, it, I'm just that's, curious. Yeah, I've been approached by it most of the time. I've kind of backed away from it, but there's been a few times where I've considered it. So. Right, right. I got to ask you this question, and this is a controversial question. Yeah. Listen, I I work for a company that Utica is a major part of what we do. Uh-huh. Local community, local city. Do you get tired sometimes of drawing Utica stuff? Yeah, a little, <laughs> well, a little bit. I I love to draw, but I feel like a lot of your contract stuff is based on like like local yeah. stuff, right? Like I, yeah, and that's just cool. the nature of the beast. But it is, and I did a lot of I. I mean, I even do buildings out of the area too. When I was doing more craft shows out of the area, like mm-hmm. I have a whole series of Rochester. Um, items, Rochester, a couple Buffalo things I've done, and, mm-hmm. and actually nothing really from Syracuse, which is <laughs> funny because I go there a lot. Um, but um, it, I, that's the nature of it because I'm I I yeah. have a lot of local, which I'm fine with. Sure, I, you certainly. Know. Look, it's I'm not. Yeah, it's great to have um, like a source of constant yeah. work and finding things to always people want you to do. Right. Yeah. I just think about it from a perspective. Like I I was in a band for a long time. Yeah. Right. You write a lot of songs, you write a lot of songs, after a while, like, I don't want to write another song like this, I gotta do something else. I know, right? like, well, yeah, they... and that's why I kind of try to do things mm. for myself in between, like, I, I try to mm. do something out of what I'm, mm. out of that pattern, mm. because it does get monotonous after a while, and it, and it, you always have to have some mm. other, when I'm selling prints, for example, all of my sure. Utica prints, when I'm in Utica, always sell really well, and I'm yes. so happy that Which people... makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. And then, but then I'm kind of sitting on some other stuff, so I have to try to make new things in between to even well, it out. What would you refer to as your style of art? Is there like a name for what you... Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I, I do a little bit of a combination of things. I, I, I like to paint, um, 
a little bit more traditionally, I, I'm big on saturated colors. Um, mm. So that's so that's yeah, always yeah. a thing I strive for is even if something's, you know, if something's a little bit duller, I, I want to brighten it up, make it, make it feel, make the image feel like what that picture makes me feel like. You know, like if I'm doing a building, I want it to be more colorful because I want to reflect what that building makes me feel like. Sure, sure. So, well, that's, that's a big part of it, too. Yeah. I think you have a very, uh, very nice uh, aesthetic mm -hmm. design in terms of the way you let your colors mm -hmm. flow. It's got a very interesting uh, style, yeah. too, which I find uh, yeah. very nice. And it's very unique in a yeah. way you do it, too. Yeah. I just wonder, because I always think about, like, you go to art school, and I, again, I don't know crap about yeah. art school, but if you go to art school, you're probably focusing on certain... Uh, techniques, right? Like, yeah. you probably didn't do a lot of photography. No. Right, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, no, uh, when I went to... So I went to RIT for illustration, and what it, a lot of it was was you took... You would take, you know, your core classes for illustration were not really technical technically based you mm -hmm. were expected to kind of already have that right, basis sure. so a lot of them were editorial based so i took like it, like a caricature class and then i took like a political cartooning class and then i took book illustration so uh, all of these things and they kind of it was like a puzzle they give you an assignment just like a just like an art director would and you talk about that yeah. but then you would take fine art classes on the side to figure out what kind of like mediums you'd like to use mm. which I always loved I, I love that I'm doing so much more of this pen and ink and watercolor yeah. look because for so long I loved it and I just couldn't get it right and then I finally got it and I'm like oh. you don't feel like you want to lean into that political cartoons background no. come on no. it's a prime time to get <laughs> I'm into good. I'm good I don't want to have the argument <laughs> it, it really is it's such a funny thing because I'll see you know I, I'm a I'm enough of a politics guy where yeah. I will go on the website to read all the things and I see the political cartoons that are out there yeah. nowadays yeah. and they're very harsh and yeah, they are. They've <laughs> always been kind of harsh. They're always harsh. Yeah, they're always harsh. My kids they're... in school hate them. Hate, hate, hate. Yeah. hate and the ones that they get yeah. are like super straightforward. Yeah. They're like, I don't like this one. I'm like, it's like President Johnson with a yeah. crown. Oh, uh, Charlie, you want to be involved in the interview, Charlie? <laughs> Uh, I knew he was going to come in and get involved. Uh, yeah. You know, those are easy. It'll be like a picture of Andrew Johnson with a yeah. crown, and they're like, what does this cartoon represent? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, well, he's got a crown on. I know. Do you think he's acting yeah. like a king? You got to, like, push him through. They hate anything yeah. they have to It's harder to yeah. come up with it, and it's harder to come up with something that's solid enough because, because I mean, I know what my opinions are, but I it's just hard to... Oh. It's it's hard to I mean, make it clear enough, and it's not it's not really. We've talked about it on yeah. the show many times. Uh, I don't think people who listen to the show or listen to me or anyone else on the show have any uh, questions about what we support yeah. and what we don't. We're pretty yeah, exactly. We're pretty open about it. Yeah. But you know, there's certainly a part of my life that's like I don't want to commit yeah fifty minutes of my whatever hour and a half show yeah. to like politics because like. I just yeah. don't. Like, there's a lot of other stuff I'd like to get to and talk about. And, and there's enough people talking about it anyway. True. And honestly, like, what's what's my opinion about it make a yeah. difference, right? Sometimes, at least. Yeah. At least on a larger scale. Yeah. So. Well, and at least if you're voting, then that's... That's, that's true. I do love to vote. Uh, I voted for Brianna, even though she apparently lost the school board election by 15 <laughs> votes, which is a scam. I said it already once. <laughs> uh, so, anyhow... Uh, before we go to the outro questions, I gotta ask, just because he's been hassling you since he walked in the door, Charles the cat. Oh, yeah. You are a cat owner since I'm a cat owner last since year, February. Since February, I've been a dog owner 
Mm. So you're, cat you're in the same boat that I was in, where yeah. I always had dogs, never had a cat, and then this cat sort of decided that I was going to be his owner. That's what this cat did. He, uh, he wouldn't let me leave the Humane Society. He had his <laughs> arms wrapped around my neck, and I'm like, either he's going to kill me or he just wants to cuddle. <laughs> uh, well, that's sort of the thing I think about with Charlie. You know, yeah. Charlie's a good cat. He likes to sleep with me. Yeah. He's very friendly. Yeah. But if that cat was, let's say, twice as big, yeah. he'd probably kill me. Yeah. And not because he hates me, just because he would... He wouldn't be able to help himself. Yeah, exactly. I don't try, cats have a weird, like, I don't trust them. Yeah. <laughs> Even Charlie, I don't trust him totally all the time. Yeah, no. I do appreciate, though, as I get older. Yeah. The, a dog is really like preparation for a child. Yeah. You have to come home and feed it and walk it. And even that doesn't sound very much, but that's just minimal for what yeah. you have to do. You got to yeah. leave work in the middle of the day to come do it. Yeah. I it's, mean, I come home sometimes and Charlie is in the exact same spot where I left him. Yeah. Like asleep on my exactly. bed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's much more like being a uh, like a delinquent parent. Or like, yeah. <laughs> or like being exactly. like a, a It's kind parent. of perfect. And, and I mean, like we wanted, we wanted, uh, we have an older dog and we needed some company for him and we looked at all these, mm. all these dogs and every single time I was like, we really lucked out with Mel, our, oh, yeah. our dog, because he just is, <laughs> he's he's so easy to deal with. And I'm like, I don't know if I can train another dog right now at this point in my life when I'm always at the studio, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. busy, I'm, so, you know, now he's got his little company and they're good, mm. they're, they're, sometimes they snuggle, sometimes they don't even want to be in the same room together. <laughs> See, Charlie the cat got used to being raised with dogs. So mm-hmm. I think that somewhere along the way, he developed dog-like tendencies. Yeah. Uh, he does do some certain yeah. dog behaviors that I wouldn't normally expect from yeah. him. I'm getting around. I My real question is not this. Yeah. I do love the cat. Yeah. Big fan of Charlie. Yeah. I wonder if because of Charlie, uh-huh. if, let's say, God forbid, in the future, Charlie's not around, you know, yeah. 10, 15 years in the future. I don't know if I'd go buy another cat because I think Charlie was a very specific, like, I didn't like... Yeah. All cats, but I like this cat for whatever reason. Yeah. I'd have to find a very specific... It, yeah. It, it has to sort of happen naturally, right? Yeah. I'm not going out the next day, but I gotta get a new cat. Like, desperate to get a no, new cat. Because, no, yeah. because their their moods, I think, are a lot mm. more um, broad than... Their their moods and personalities are a lot more broad than a dog dogs are. Even though I uh, my dog loves, loves everything, no matter what. He's wonderful. But I, I was afraid I would get a moody... The oh, yeah. cat that just hisses at everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It helps with Charlie's yeah. Well, that's it. I yeah. think that, and I go back to this one particular moment in my life. When I was a kid, yeah. I watched a movie called Cat's Eye. You ever seen the movie Cat's Eye? No. All right, so Cat's Eye was a horror anthology series from the 80s. Okay. And Stephen King directed part of it, or one okay. of them was based on a Stephen King story. And the point of, it's like three different stories, but the, uh-huh. they all revolve around this cat, uh-huh. right? And the idea is the cat sleeps with the little kid. Uh-huh. And the mom doesn't want the cat to sleep with the kid because she's under the impression that the cats uh, suck the soul out of I'm... the children. Like, it's the it's the wives' tale. Like, they sit in your chest yeah. and you sleep and they suck your soul out, right? <laughs> so the idea... Maybe that's why my whole family is yeah, afraid yeah. of cats. They don't trust cats, right? Yeah. It's the Italian thing. You ever watch this, there's this episode of Sopranos where, uh, where oh Paulie says that. He's like, don't trust that cat. Get him out of here. He's... You opened my eyes. No, no, I swear to The Italians think cats are evil. So, yeah, they do. Um, so the point of this horror story was that in the little girl's room, there was a troll, a little tiny, uh-huh. like, evil troll creature that was yeah. trying to kill her, uh-huh. and the cat was protecting her. And uh-huh. every time the father would be like, get this cat out of here and throw her out, yeah. the troll would come out and attack the kid, 
and the cat would have to cook. And, and that was the whole point of it. Like the kid, the cat was oh actually God. protecting the kid from, from the, the troll. troll, but the parents thought the cat oh was God. evil. I mean, and for whatever reason, this story stuck with me yeah. for many years and it had some weird twist ending where yeah. like he kills the troll but the cat is also taking the kid. It's, yeah. it's just like it was really dark That's and I think for some reason I blame this particular movie. Look it up. I think it's 1987. I'd have to look it up. Uh, it's called Cat's Eye, folks. If you want to know more about it, check it out on Wikipedia. <laughs> Cat's Eye. It's a good, <laughs> worth a good look up. Uh, Maria, again, I want to thank you for joining us on this Absolutely. beautiful Memorial Day. It's starting to get warm out. It was like 60 when you came in. Now it's going to yeah. be 87 degrees it's when you leave. It's going to be warm, yeah. Um, RetroSorrento.com, you're still on Etsy, you're still yep. on Squarespace, obviously. Um, anything you can talk about that's coming up next? Um, you're well, I've got on? those farmer's market yes, bags farmer's that market bags. pre-sale, and then there'll be, um, at anybody nice, who pre-sales, thank you, yeah. I, I, it took me a while to pick out what bag I wanted. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the, um, the pre-sales online, if you order now, you can pick up the first day of the farmer's market in, in Clinton at Signature 81. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, nice. Other than that, I've got the community the community showcase banners will be mm-hmm. going up soon. I'm working on some things for Handshake City, which I'm hey. really psyched about. Thanks. And, um, yeah, there's some more Saranac labels coming say, out. Probably... And, it's been a yeah. nice working relationship for you guys. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. I, it's fun to work with. They're yeah. they're pretty open to. Any nice things to say about Saranac while my co-host may or may not be in listening order <laughs> me about what a good job he does? <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I I love the I the Belgian one hundred. Just I just mm. saw the box for it and they they blew up the illustration a little bit yeah, yeah. and and it's just a really light box and it's mm. a, it's good beer so. It's gonna be weird for me sometime in the in the distant future if I don't see your art on something yeah. now. Put a lot of pressure on them to keep you around. <laughs> uh, Maria, thank you. Before I let you go, I got a few quick lightning round questions to do for you. You've been on so many times that I don't have as many That's new okay. ones. I have to come up with new ones for you. Uh, so a couple of things. Uh, we have some autonomy based questions. Uh, all right, if you, I think I might ask you this one before. I'm not sure. Uh, which game show, if you had full access to, do you think you would do the best on and be the most successful in? Match game. The match game. Match game, like. Is that like the dating one? No, 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 no. Which one's the it's match the one, game? It's the one where they have the fill in the blanks, and you have to match the... It's like from the 70s. It's my favorite game match show. Match game. <laughs> match game that. or, I watch or a lot Family of Feud, yeah. Family Feud's a good... We watched... Uh, we had a big kick watching uh, Pressure Luck. You ever see that one? Yeah, Pressure Luck. Yeah, yeah. Pressure Luck, which is no real skill. It's mostly no. luck, except for that one guy... Yes. Uh, well, yeah, well, yeah. we'll scam the system. I'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Full autonomy, if you could go anywhere in the world for a vacation for yourself, where would you want to go? Uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. I'd love to Stayed see New Orleans. Stayed in the U.S. Yeah, well, anywhere in the world. There's probably a lot of places I, I'd like to go. New Orleans on my short list. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in the immediate right now, yeah. that's that's where I'd huh. like to go visit. Um, which, all right, this is a tough one. I've thought about this one a lot. Which television like, crew or family, would you think you'd most like to hang out with? Seinfeld crew, friends crew, like, who do you think you would lean into the most if you were on a television show with these cast members? I've heard I have a lot of this Elaine Bennis quality. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, and I guess, uh, well, I guess this ties yeah. into our next question, though, yeah. so give me one book, album, movie, or show you're currently listening to, reading, or watching. Um, I... I am reading Questlove's book, oh, um, nice. The Creative Quest, um, and I so I'm reading that. I just picked that up, and that's kind of my that's in mm. my business line. And then I'm also reading the Golden State State Killer book from Michelle McNamara. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Which um, I bought before they I bought like around the time they caught him. Is the book good? 
Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. I've it's heard a, she it's did a really good nice story. Job um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm reading that um, and uh, listening to a lot of yeah. obviously Jack White because I'm still so excited. <laughs> <laughs> You've yet to come down from the show yeah, from last night. Still yet to. Uh, Maria, again, I want to thank you for coming in. I always appreciate you taking out some time. Yeah, I don't want to cool. steal your whole Memorial Day. Enjoy your trip to White Lake. Yeah. Uh, enjoy coming down from Jack White. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we will excited to hear from you for everything you got coming up. Sarah Knight, yeah. Handshake City. And that's yeah. RetroSorrento.com. RetroSorrento.com. Yep. You are on Instagram, on Twitter, you're all over Yeah, I'm on everything pretty much. Yeah. Taking over the web. Yeah. Maria, <laughs> see, thank you so much. Thank enjoy you. the rest of your holiday. Folks, we'll be back to the show in just a moment. Yeah, I, I don't know. We have the Chromecasts in the uh, the Fire Stick around the house. Do you think those are recording our stuff? Do you do you, want to, do you not understand the functionality of those devices? They're all connected to the internet. Oh. You have a you have a Fire Stick though. That thing has Alexa on it, doesn't it? No. no. Some of those do. You sound like a grandpa no. right now. Alexa. <laughs> my mom. Alexa's talking to my mom. My mom said My to mother me. Angela. <laughs> No, no, Sal's got one of the fire sticks I bought him yeah. that you can talk to. Yeah. That's the thing. I didn't make that up. That's yeah. a real thing. All right. Get upset. <laughs> Sam's getting upset. He wants to get more out of his Chromecast. I do want to get more like out of it. You have something special there. No, I just, I don't know. Maybe all these things are recording. You don't no, think the phone's recording? The phone, is, the phone is definitely recording. It's the phone's definitely recording everything. Yeah, of course it is. What is it recording? It's record, it can record at any given time. You've given it permissions on four of the different apps I guarantee you have on there. Mm-hmm. You have permission. Go in there, look at your app permissions, see how many of them have the microphone permission turned on to run in the background. Okay, mm-hmm. I will. You will, and you'll see. All right. You'll see. Uh, so, in the spirit of the holiday, uh, a lot of times I do a segment on this show called I'm Done With This Guy, and I make an angry hand gesture that no one can see because I'm Italian. Uh, but today, in the spirit of positivity, I'm going to do a new segment called I Like This Guy. Uh, and I don't know if you guys read about this, but today's, uh, this week's I Like This Guy is Christian Bales. Uh, who is the valedictorian of Holy Cross High School in Covington, Kentucky. Not to be confused with Batman. Not to be confused with Christian Bale, who is Batman. Although Christian Bale's, it's pretty... Your parents must have known, right? He's not that old. I don't know. Either way. Uh, Christian Bale's uh, was denied permission to speak at his own graduation. Uh, The young valedictorian thought of an uncontroversial way to get his word out. Uh, he intended to mention the uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas student, uh, students during the Holy Cross graduation ceremony. Uh, however, his speech was team, uh, deemed too political and inconsistent with the teachings of the Catholic Church, and the school prohibited Bales, as well as his classmate, uh, from making their speeches. Uh, unencumbered and determined, Bales took matters into his own hand and, standing outside the auditorium surrounded by other students, used a bullhorn to deliver his message. Uh, here's a small part of it. The young people will win is a mantra that I'm sure many of you have heard if you've been attentive to the media recently. It is a phrase adopted by the prolific Stoneman Douglas teenagers who are advocating for an agenda, our right to feel secure as humans. Uh, So they made this clear to him 10 hours before the graduation ceremony. Uh, His mother thought that it was shocking 
the decision and added that she thought that her son had earned the right to uh, have his voice heard. What are your thoughts about this? I like I like this move. I feel like this is a power move. Like, what are they going to do to you? Are they going to they stop you from graduating? I, that, that's kind of the thing. And, like, even if they, they do, what does, I mean, what does that mean? It just doesn't count? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, it wasn't the only thing he talked about as well. He also advocated for the removal of the statue honoring Jefferson Davis, the president of the Confederate States from the Kentucky State Capitol. Here's my thing is these people are the same crybabies you see screeching about free speech whenever... Like, whenever somebody's trying to... These are the people who always... They like free speech until it's something they don't agree with. And the first yeah. one's like, we're not going to let you speak. And we're not going to this and that. And it's like, wait. Well, Pick one. And we're going to get to the... And we're going to get to the NFL thing in a minute about the NFL mm-hmm. ban. But that's another one where it's like, hey, this is America. We like peaceful protest. Wait, not like that, though. Mm-hmm. Not, not, don't do it like that, though, where it's, like, in public and people can see it. Like, do... Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's... Mm-hmm. We can't, We like to have our cake and eat it, too. We really, as a country in general. As a world, I think every, everyone likes to have their cake and eat it, too. It's just a shame when people have the ability to actually do it. Um, all right, so uh, we'll do quick history lessons. Uh, I won't do the first one that I wrote down, because I think we've talked about it before. I was realizing it as I did it. We talked about the Twilight Zone movie and the guy who actually got killed when they were filming the movie, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, Vic Morrow. Yeah, that happened this year, uh, this week, 1987. Uh, I thought this would be fun. On this day in 1997 was the 70th National Spelling Bee. Uh, Rebecca Sealfoam won spelling the word unim, eonym, E-U-O-N-Y-M. I don't even know how to pronounce that one. Eonym. So... Uh, I came up with a list of some of the winning words over the last, uh, like, 100, 115 years here. So, I thought it'd be interesting to test you guys. I'm just going to go back and forth for the couple I of I love these. it. You like it? Oh, All right, so, uh, Heather, do you want to go first or do you want to go second? No, I'll go first. You want to go first? Okay. Yeah, this was the winning word in 1925. Are you ready? Yeah. The word is gladiolus. Gladiolus. Can you put it in a sentence? I can. Uh, gladiolus <laughs> is a type of flower. That bouquet of gladiolus looks lovely on the dining room table. Gladiolus? Gladiolus. G-L-A-D-Y-O-L-O-U-S. <laughs> no. No. No, it's close. Close. Kev, you want to take a shot? You want to steal? No. All right. Uh, G-A-L... D-I-O-L-U-S. Gladiolus. Okay. Gladiolus, yes. All right, Kevin, are you ready? This is from 1936. The word word is eczema. Oh. Eczema, that's the word. Yeah, I hear you. Eczema. E-C-Z-E-M-A. Eczema. I should have passed. I told you to go. I said. All right, here's one for you, Heather. Uh, 1967. This was the winning word. Chihuahua. Chihuahua. I can't remember. I know it's like C-H... I-A-U-H-U-A or something like that. I don't know. C-H-I. I don't know. H-U-A-H-U-A. H-U-A-H-U-A. Chai-hua-hua. Chai, uh, yeah, just chai-hua-hua. Chai-hua-hua. <laughs> Listen, uh, grammar is not my thing. Well, lucky for you, this is spelling, so I think we're going to be all right. Uh, spelling. So, Kev, here you go. 1970. Croissant. Oh, boy. Croissant. C-R-O-I-S-S-A-N-T. Croissant. Croissant. Yes, that is correct. All right, Heather, you want no, one more? I give don't. it to her. Okay. Just give it to yeah. her. All right, 1978. Deification. No. All right. I don't want anything to do with it. D-E-I-F-I-C-A-T-I-O-N. Beautiful. So uh, up until the 1980s, uh, 
these were the kind of words you would get for the finals. And then after the 1980s, they really like jacked up like the words. They took the lead out of the paint. Yeah, so <laughs> so I'm going to skip to the last one. This is from 2016. There were two words, okay? And I'm just going to throw these out here and see what you guys think, all right? This is from 2016, the winning words. Heather, your word is Feldenkrais. No. <laughs> no. No, no, she says. <laughs> it seems too simple, so there must be some yeah, silly spelling. Yeah, it. Feldenkrais. Can I get a definition? Uh... Feldenkrais uh, is a type of exercise therapy devised by Israeli engineer Moshri Feldenkrais. So it's uh, it's named after his name. Great. Like, <laughs> I'm working on my Feldenkrais exercise therapy. I gotcha. All right. Yeah. So you want to give it a shot? No? no. All right, how about the other one? Uh, Gesellschaft. Gesellschaft. Is that like German or something? Uh, it is, Yes. In social theory, it is a word for society in which human relationships are impersonal. Geschelschaff. Uh, G-U-E-S-C-H-E-L... No. G-E-S-E-L-L-S-C-H-A-F-T. It sounds like Geschelschaft. Geschelschaft. Gesselshaft. There it is. Uh-huh. So there you go. I would. I'm bad at spelling, so I appreciate you guys going through the through the struggle for me there. Uh, all right, that was an easy. That was an easy one, that was right? Great. Uh, I guess we'll skip past this one because I don't care anymore. Uh, but on this day in 1986, Barry Bonds made his MLB debut for the Pirates, and on this day in 2006, he hit his 715th career home run, passing Babe Ruth as the MLB all-time leader. But nobody cares because he's like a he's considered a cheat, right? Like there's no. He's he's so caught up with the steroid thing that you can't get no one cares about that record anymore, right? Did it ruin the record for people? I felt like it ruined it for me. Yeah, a bit. People are dumb. I mean, like, if somebody broke it now, would you care? No. Like, if somebody knew, yeah, no. I guess that's so. whatever. It's, I mean, crazy, wow, but like, <laughs> no. I don't know. The world's just there's a lot, a lot of stuff going on in the world. Yeah, I guess it's fair. It's a different time, too. I guess now, people would people care now? It was a big deal back in, like, was it 2007 when he got, like, indicted? Like, people, it was all in the news. Would it even make the news in the same way? Probably not. If somebody, right? if a professional athlete was indicted? Yeah, always. I guess, yeah, I guess Robinson Cano got hit for steroids two weeks ago. There's, like, a well, ton of articles. He got suspended. Right. There's a difference between getting popped for a positive test and, and suspended, like, actually indicted for a crime. Yeah. Those are two entirely, entirely different things. Right, but I'm saying, like, had he been popped for steroids... If it was now and Barry Bonds got popped for steroids, he was still playing. Would people care as much as they did back then? I, I don't know. It's tough to answer because if you're going to posit the fact that he would get popped now as opposed to back then, you would have to be operating under a circumstance where he didn't get popped in the past. Right. So a lot of the apathy you see towards it now is because that happened in the past. Right, okay. But it's impossible to say what the world would be like, had that not happened in the past, mm-hmm. and you shift that up 10 years or whatever it is. Fair. Okay. Heather, did you know who Barry Bonds was? Yes, I know. I'm just curious. Know. I don't know. I never I'm know not sometimes. not that detached from No, sports. I never know sometimes. sometimes There's nothing you know. wrong with it. I'm pretty detached from sports. No, you're not. Old Like old sports, when, like back when I used to care, okay. different. But like now, today, I don't know. Unless it's... Good. Unless it's like the NBA or the Yankees, I have no idea what goes on. I don't know. Uh, on this day in 2014, oh God. the song Gangnam Style became the first oh, video to reach mm-hmm. 2 billion views on YouTube. Yeah. That is an outrageous... What's that guy up to now? That's a great question. I didn't look Continuing to make money. It You're was like... He had, no, he had had like four wildly successful... He was a millionaire before that song came out. He's continued to make money since mm-hmm. that. Good for him. Just uh, not in America. Uh, Still making his Korean money. <laughs> The song itself received mixed to positive reviews with praise going to its catchy beat and size amusing dance moves. 
uh, in the music video and during live performances in various locations around the world. I have to admit, when I read about this and I was like putting up the info on it, I did get the song stuck in my head. Oh, I like, like I didn't, I, I, I didn't listen to it, it, but I still like just I, reading about it. I'm sitting around like, oh, I was just doing it right now. Yeah, yeah. Or I was just. It's not a bad song. It's pretty good. I don't know it's, what they're talking about. I don't know about, about pretty good. But... It's catchy. It's a pop song. I don't have any problem with a catchy pop song. <laughs> um, so in September 2012, Gangnam Style was recognized by the Guinness World Records as the most liked video on YouTube. Um, it topped the charts in over 30 countries, Australia, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Russia, Spain, UK. Uh, its signature dance moves were attempted by many notable politicians, including Prime, uh, Prime Minister of Britain David Cameron, uh, Barack Obama. In that year, I watched my uncle at a wedding. My, <laughs> uncle, my uncle was in his sixties. My uncle does not necessarily care for, you know, Koreans or anybody who's not <laughs> fair. Him. Um, old, and boy, he was out there just busting out at the wedding. Like that's when I knew I'm like, oh, this yeah. is cultural saturation and the level we haven't seen since the Macarena. It's very true. Uh, Opan Gangnam Style was entered into the Yale Book of Quotations as one of the most famous quotes of 2012. Wow. Uh, and this is the part that I thought was actually really fascinating to me. Uh, the global world demand for Gangnam Style short-circuited the traditional re uh, reluctance of radio stations to play foreign language songs. Mm -hmm. uh, song also underlined a shift in how money is being made in the music bin uh, business. Psy earned more than 60000 U.S. dollars from music sales in South Korea alone. Uh, but him and his music label ranked in over $1 million from advertisements that appeared on YouTube. Um, the Harvard Business Review published an article actually explaining how Gangnam Style had changed Billboard's ranking methodology uh, and it was starting to place heavier emphasis on digital sales and YouTube views, which I think is sort of just the way music will be going forever. Like, I don't think it, it that's almost more important now than like radio plays full stop, isn't it? To have like a more popular YouTube video. That's what everyone talks about. Is how many views? Right. How many views on YouTube? I think most of the the, the kids that I deal with don't even like listen to any music if it's not on YouTube, right? So I just feel like that's. Does he deserve more credit for that, or is that just time and place? Time and place. Because because yeah, there's a million videos that get put up on YouTube all the time. I guess it could have been any particular video that was just a catchy video that happened to do it, but it does happen to hit a lot of different. Uh, checkpoints to make it successful. So. If it wasn't him, it would have been somebody, but that doesn't take away what he did, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, I, I don't know, uh, this is another like, meme one from 2016. On this day, 2016, uh, a three-year-old boy was visiting the Cincinnati Zoo and fell into a moat at the Gorilla World Habitat. Uh, the boy climbed a three-foot-tall fence, climbed through the bushes, and then yeah. fell 15 feet into a shallow uh, water moat. And, and the world was never the same. And <laughs> yeah, an inquisitive 440-pound male silverback gorilla named Harambe climbed down into the moat to investigate the children splashing. Um, we all know what happened uh, after that. Uh, afraid for the boy's life, zoo officials made the decision to kill the gorilla, doing so with a single rifle shot. Um, there's been a lot of controversy. There was a lot of controversy that ha I actually never watched the video. Like, there was a YouTube video, right, was the thing. Uh, we're just talking about YouTube. I actually don't remember watching the video. To be fair... He, for as much as I, I enjoyed when the Harambe memeing was at its peak, I thought it was hilarious. It, I enjoyed yes. all of it. It's always a bummer when they kill. <coughs> I love gorillas. I yeah. love monkeys. I love animals. All that. I watched the video and he did snatch the shit out of that kid. Yes. And he didn't look like he was trying to hurt him, but he looked like mm. he very well could have oh, hurt yeah, him, absolutely. not meaning to. Mm. But you would think that the zoo, if you've got animals like that at the zoo, 
there's got to be something between nothing and bullets that you can keep on hand. Right. So that you don't have to, like, put a slug through his head, but, I mean, some sort of... Don't they, like, tranquilizer guns in the stuff? I wonder... So there was a... Well, there was a point about the tranquilizer guns, and one of the things they said is the reason they didn't want to use a tranquilizer gun is the gun itself, it might take five, ten minutes to actually work. So he'd get mad, like you get a sting and you get them all angry and and disoriented, and then maybe he smashes out little Billy in the cage. Yeah. There was a lot of debate between biologists and primatologists on whether monkeys or other primates should actually be held in captivity at all after this. Probably shouldn't. They're probably, yeah. Almost all the animals. I love a zoo, but it's not, you know... Uh, yeah, Jane Goodall actually talked about it, and she said, like, both things, right? She said, uh, it's probably, it was that probably that Harami was not trying to hurt the child, and was mm-hmm. probably trying to protect the child, but also that the zoo probably had no choice, really, yeah. but to do what they had to do. Well, because what are you going to do if you're if you're the zoo and the parent's like, oh my god, my kid's down mm-hmm. there with Harami, you're like, no, 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 he's, he's good. Harami's trying really to protect good. him, he's trying yeah. to make him eat bamboo. He's good with the kids. And we would have to say that... It did become the subject of multiple viral uh, videos and memes. It was the undeniable 2016 meme of the year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, including a lot of things like uh, Dick's Out for Harambe meme. That was one that was all over the place. Uh, Bush did Harambe, which was a takeoff on all the Bush did 9-11 jokes. Um, Another one of my favorites from the internet. <laughs> yeah, Bush did Harambe, yeah. Uh, this was the one that I think is the most precedent, though. Uh, public polling policy included Harambe in their polling in the U.S. presidential elections. If with- you remember correctly, back when we back when the election was coming in 2016, and back before we realized how bad it could all go, and we were on our smug liberal bullshit. Yeah, um, myself included, who <laughs> was like, "There's no way this guy's ever going to win." Back then, when like life was a joke and fun still existed for the United States, uh, we both talked about voting for that gorilla. We president. talked about the gorilla. And you know what? If they I can go it. back, compared to what we've got now, how much worse could it be? That's yeah. true. Nope. The dead gorilla maintained 5, 5% support in late July 2016, ahead of Green Party nominee Jill Stein. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. And 2% in August, which was tied with Jill Stein. So good for Jill, I oh, guess. She caught Jill. up with Harambe. <laughs> uh, however, Cincinnati Zoo directors reacted negatively. We are not amused by the memes petitions and signs about Harambe our zoo family is still healing and the constant mention of Harambe makes moving forward more difficult for us so you know the memes were funny but you know gorillas died for this uh it's weird though there was like that was also Halloween costume of the year in 2016 I feel like oh, I saw a lot of, saw a lot of Harambe costumes that's terrible be real careful yeah that's terrible be real careful going out dressed like a gorilla 2016 it's very true I'm not trying to have anybody connecting your lines I'm not trying to connect <laughs> uh, hey Kev speaking of uh, wild crazy shit excuse news, me no. go on exactly. speaking of wild crazy shit uh, I, was gonna, I got a segment I was going to pitch to you hey. um, it's Called explain something to me that I feel like I should know more about. Ooh, okay. Oh, Who's doing explain? You, because I feel like you might know better than me. That's so much stuff. So the whole Kanye. We talked a little bit about Kanye West earlier, and yeah. uh, I am a big like I used to be a big Sam Harris guy, and I've sort of fallen off it. I hear a lot of people talking about somebody on the internet named Jordan mm. Peterson. Who is Jordan Peterson, and why is everyone mad at him? Is he a scumbag? Uh, then I, I think even starting out with the notion that everybody's mad at him kind of. Put you to a side already. Um, well, right, right. Jordan, I'm just going with what I read about him. I see his name popping up a lot more recently. Jordan Peterson, is, and this will be this will be really, really readers digesting. Yeah, yeah. Because Jordan Peterson, much like a guy like Sam Harris, like other things like that. Like if you're going to seriously dissect what you know, academic scholars have to say, takes you a little bit of time. But the the short on Jordan Peterson is he's, if I'm not mistaken, he's a Canadian dude. He's a Canadian academic, and he makes a lot of arguments, uh, both philosophical and societal arguments. That are he's part of the new I can't remember what they're calling themselves. Uh, 
It's not like it's not like dark web intellectuals. They got some fancy name for oh, like okay. him and Harris and yeah. all these guys who basically they make a lot of arguments about things that are very counter to um, the the accepted narrative or the majority of what people think. Like yeah. this, he's he would be the type of guy who uh, well, like one of the arguments he makes has to do with the statistics on crime as they relate to race and percentages mm-hmm. okay. you know one of those yeah, people yeah, goes yeah. out of the way to be like you know i'm not saying this this is a racist person like these are the numbers so we look at he's also one of these people who's very much like um you know in order for society to flourish and prosper the the only way that works historically you look at it you have to look at you okay. know the nuclear family and you have to look at applying religion to life you know mm-hmm. what i mean into different societies and for as much as he will make some good points and he will miss some points. Um, he gets held up quite a bit by the red caps, uh, which is what I I'm see. calling all the like the, <laughs> like the Trump people, the all right folks on the internet, because you can cherry pick a lot of his stuff and he yeah. says a lot of things. And while he makes many good points, he gets treated like a bit of a cult leader and he gets lumped in with some other yeah. morons, like people like Ben Shapiro, who don't really help his cause, okay. but he is. A very, very he is a very controversial figure um, okay. in in new academic thought and new modern thought. Mm-hmm. He's definitely a guy worth looking into and reading more. Sure. And reading more about and seeing what he's got to say to see how you actually feel about it because it's not something that you can necessarily just meme into a category. I just I was curious. R.I.P. Harambe. <laughs> well, I'm so curious because like I I remember reading the Sam Harris stuff like yeah. in New York and being on the subway and yeah. just having the book out. Was like, yeah, kind of like people would be looking at me funny, for right? sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, just something I was curious about. Yeah, um, I like so, that segment. I'm trying to explain things. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'll bring it back when I find out dumb shit that I should know more about. So, um, <laughs> so I want to talk about the NFL owners this week who are really, really very silly folks. Shout out to the owner of the Jets, my yeah, new favorite said, team for 2018. He said, he Yeah, paid. my new favorite he because said he I don't. Yeah. He was my well. You guys jumped the gun on. He was my good take on that. But yeah, we'll get to him in a second. That's a really cool story because there's a really horrendous take on it as well. Uh, so the NFL decided this week they have a new policy that they will penalize players who decline to stand for the national anthem and the teams that employ them. Uh, you can choose to protest basically by staying in the locker room now. Um, so I think this is a really dumb take. I I don't understand. I think that the I really think that the NFL like. Uh, pun intended, really fumbled the ball on this one. They really could have just let this go, and it was pretty much over. I don't think people were talking about this anymore. I don't even think that many people were kneeling anymore. I mean, there were selected groups of people. Well, that's who what were, a lot of players that came out and were like, I'll pay my own fines. Like, I'm an adult. I'm going to kneel every game. Or, like, you know, I wouldn't even think about it. I wasn't going to do it. Yeah. I just feel like this is, you know, and we talk a lot about, like, misdirection. A lot of the news we read is, like, misdirection. But this just seemed like. I, this is a really bad look for the NFL, I felt like. A really soft take, and uh, they're making this a bigger deal than it needed to be. You have any thoughts about the kneeling? No, not really. I just think that they should still be allowed to do it, but I think it might... Never mind. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. No, I just feel like they probably came back to it again because they were probably told when it came down to money or whoever... I'm thinking conspiracy theory, but I'm thinking that they were told, you have to put the statement out or you're not going to get funding from these people, like sponsors. Oh, yeah. So, no. like, that's probably why it came out now and why it's oh, happening certainly. now and they're bringing it back again because they want to punish them almost. So that you have to show this. The or... NFL is not <laughs> is not what you would even consider on the progressive side of sports leagues. Like, there's yeah. some sports leagues out there that are a little more, like, upset, accepting of progressive, like, vibes and stuff. And I don't think the NFL has ever been that sport necessarily. No. It's a very traditional, like, hardline. It's still a bummer sport. that they... 
Mm. People don't have that freedom or right anymore. So I wanted to share two takes on this. Uh, Kevin, you guys mentioned it. Uh, Jets CEO Christopher Johnson won't discourage players from kneeling, and he also came out saying that he would pay uh, any fines uh, that the NFL placed on any of his players or team. Like that move. Strong move. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. However, of course, uh, <laughs> Big Don, handsome Don Trump with his dumb hair, had a take about this. He suggested that the NFL players uh, protesting racial injustice and police brutality shouldn't be in America at all. Oh, so you just leave? Yeah. You should have to stand proudly for the national anthem. You shouldn't be playing. You shouldn't be there. Maybe you shouldn't be in this country. What a wild take to say. We're just kicking out all the NFL. I never thought players. we'd ever hear our president say something like that. <laughs> I just never thought that any of our politicians would care that much. Like I thought it was weird when like politics. He were... doesn't care. No, he doesn't care at all. He it's doesn't just care in, yeah. a little bit. It's a power trip. Yeah. No, it's capitulation. It's red meat to throw to his screeching base because mm. it it gets eaten up by the people yeah. in and, the trailer yeah. parks. And he does. And he does. It's not nice. It's not nice. Not nice. Well, because there's a lot of them everywhere. But you know, you know what I mean. You know, no, what I know. This know for. Exactly, yeah. You know, this is for non-thinking people. Yeah. Well, I thought this quote was important as well. It was how he somehow like took credit for it while not taking credit for this, which is a classic Trump move. Uh, I think the people pushed it forward. That it was not me. I mean, I brought it out, but I think the people pushed it forward. It's like I didn't do it. The people. I mean, I did it, but not really. Right? Just come on, man. Like, uh. <laughs> yeah, terrible takes. Uh, I don't know. I just I, I feel like the NFL missed an opportunity to just like take this issue off the table and not even make a thing out of it, and they went the exact opposite direction. Yeah, it's true, and I hope I, I genuinely hope that they get buried. Yeah, I, I hope genuinely, they do. Yeah. genuinely. Like Kaepernick's got his lawsuit going on. There's a couple of players jumping in. Yeah, some different things like that. I hope that they get buried because it's gross and it's disgusting. And it's 2018, not 1988. Yeah. I'm really sorry that time marches on. But it does, so yeah. either join us in the modern world or yeah. continue to get phased out of your dangerous, boring, god-awful slow sport. I think it's going to have an, the opposite effect. Yeah, I really I do so. think it's going to have a worse effect. Like, the players are probably... I, if I'm a player, I'm like, yo, who the hell are you guys telling me what to... Plus, what's the yeah. fine? Uh, I don't know what the fine... I don't know yeah, if there's a nominal. Nah, it depends on what you make, what kind of player you sure, are. Sure, but, mean, like, well, I mean, to... Not only the CEO, to the... I mean... Right, Problem is you don't have enough owners like Christopher uh, Johnson, whatever his name was there, who actually are, who care, right? Yeah. A lot of these owners are like, whatever, just give us my money, right? No, a lot yeah. of these owners are like, goddamn right, boys, you better stand, I yeah. pay you. That's what a lot of these That's owners a great are point. Like. That's what it is. It's a tough one for me as a Bills fan because I know for a fact that the guys who run the Bills are very much Well, it's also, like, it's also something yeah. that I think very much, you know, a lot of football owners are, and I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if the president was getting cooked up with some of his buddies out there. So that he can rally his base before That's midterms. That's what I was trying to go into. Yeah. Uh, so, and we'll move on from that. A uh, couple quick stories before we head out. We've already gone too long, so I'm not going to hit him. Did you guys see about the French Spider-Man? Did you guys read about this at all? I did not. All right. So, uh, a Malian migrant who is hailed as a hero after he saved the life of a four-year-old boy uh, dangling from a balcony in Paris, we made a French citizen, confirmed President Emmanuel Marcon. Uh, the 22-year-old, who was living in France illegally, was praised worldwide after a video of him scaling an apartment building from the outside to attempt the rescue of a child went viral. It's a really amazing video. The guy is, like, parkouring his way up the wall to save a kid. It's wild. They're calling him Le Spider-Man. Check it out on the internet. It's, it's a really, really cool story. If you're feeling real down about all the crummy stuff that's happening in the world, read about Le Spider-Man. It's a nice, rare, uh, positive story I've heard this week. 
Uh, let's see, what else did I have on here? Uh, well, eh, nothing really. I was going to talk about Scott Pruitt and the EPA was pushing reporters out, uh, blocking them out of meetings. You see that this week? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like that's been going on. This is not the first time this has happened either. And we've talked a lot about how Scott Pruitt is the worst. Mm, uh, he continues to be the worst. And it's very scary that they're trying to stop reporters uh, from attending these meetings. It's true. Uh, so yeah, don't let that shit just go unnoticed, folks. And then, um, I wanted to talk about, we, we won't do the movie quotes thing because I don't care, uh, but I wanted to ask you guys' opinion, uh, about something that got a lot of take on the internet this week. Tommy Lauren, the, the right-wing, uh, blonde, terrible human being who posts videos on Fox News and on the internet and such, she was at a bar earlier last week and was, uh, assaulted at a, a restaurant. She was at a hip-hop brunch in New York City. Yeah, hip-hop brunch, a hip-hop brunch in New York, that's right. Uh, and she was heckled and had drinks thrown at her. Water. Uh, well, water, yes, right. She was called Nazi scum. Uh, they chanted, get out, bitch, to her. Uh, you know, again, I'm torn here because I don't believe it's right to physically throw things in such a people and all that. It's probably not right. But I did find enjoyment in this because she's, like, the worst person that I could think of. Does it make me a bad person for finding joy a little bit out of this? No, I don't. I think it just makes you human. <laughs> it just makes me human. It just to it feel shows how fed up we are. Like we're so fed, and we're not like violent people. So it just shows how tired we are of seeing us and hearing all this crap. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I you know, I think that it's just you shouldn't ever throw something at somebody. Everything else is if you want to heckle or you want to run her out of there. Yeah, you shouldn't throw your drink at somebody because you just shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, is it okay? Is she okay? Is it funny? Did I laugh? Yeah, all that stuff. You shouldn't throw your drink, but the person who did, I would be happy to refill your drink. Yes, that's very true. You know what I mean? Like, yes, no, you should, mm. you know, you shouldn't throw it. You know what I mean? Because I don't think that the violence is ever generally the answer. And to be fair, also, I think allowing the the right to reframe the narrative of this as violence is a little excessive as well. That's very true. Um, but yeah, it's just you know you shouldn't, but they did. Yeah, it's funny. So I mean, it's some, I'm living vicariously through because it's something I've always thought about. Like, it'd be really nice to throw water in that woman's face. I want to be heckled <laughs> wherever she goes. That's <laughs> very like, fair. She needs to learn a lesson. <laughs> um, all right, that's it. Uh, guys, thanks for taking time out of your Memorial Days and drinking coffee with me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, before I go, did you guys want to guess, what did you think the most quoted movie quote was? If you had to guess, the, mo- the single most quoted movie quote uh, by people in casual conversation. Mm, well, I feel like that's impossible to say. I don't know. Yeah. Do we have like a day, a time period, like the eighties and? I'll give it nineties. Nineties movie. Tom Hanks. It wasn't Cast Away. <laughs> no, it was not Cast Away. Some, some Forrest Gump shit. Uh, oh, no, yeah. that was on the list too. It was not Forrest Gump. It was. Like I heard that all the time. Houston, we have a problem. From Apollo thirteen is actually. Oh, that's fair. Okay. Seventy three point nine percent of people who were tested in this in this poll said they some point in time they've probably used I that line. I said it. I'm pretty sure I've said it. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an easily there's a lot of context. You can use it for a lot of different things. They use yeah. it for pretty much any sports game that's ever been played in Houston if they're losing. I feel like any headline in any paper for twenty years. Uh, all right, that's it, guys. Uh, thanks. Follow Heather on Twitter, Heather Waz One. Follow Kevin underscore Kevin Sullivan. Uh, follow me or the show at Uticast. Uh, Uticast.com, made in Utica.com for all new content. Get your passport still. They're selling like hotcakes. My mom got hers. She really likes it. Um, that's it. Android, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher taking over the web, Apple Podcasts. Uh, keep it tight. Have Memorial Day. Sayonara, humanoids. Woodstock lives. Enjoy the beautiful weather, and we will see you next week. Woohoo! Yep. Bye. Bye.